everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of the Digital Adoption Show, Season 3. I'm your host for the episode, Tamana Chanana, and I take care of the global growth marketing here at Wordfix. Since February is the month of love relationships, uh, sharing, we thought we'll bring something special. No, no, no. We are not going to solve your personal problems here. But we will uh, surely going to talk about the relationship between you as an employee and your employer uh, companies. while considering your personal growth as well so in today's discussion we'll talk about elevate your career with personal growth five proven te- uh, techniques at work okay now coming to the point let me introduce the guest of the honor for today's episode uh, kerry burke she's the vp of uh, learning and development at teladoc uh, health she has over 20 plus years of experience in the industry in sales sales training marketing strategy commercial effectiveness l&d talent you name it she has done it before joining teladoc health kerry held various leadership positions in training at uh, irhythm technologies and uh, cardiodx and acted as a consultant to several startup organization um, which are um, there are certain clinical sales roles that she has all, also done with uh, medtronic abbott and uh, biotrek Now let me uh, introduce Kerry. Welcome to the show, Kerry. Thanks a lot uh, for taking our time to be a part of this wonderful show with us. Thank you. Thank you for the nice welcome. I'm happy to be here. Awesome, amazing. So to initiate the conversation, uh, let's talk about why don't uh, just give us a brief about what is your experience as an L&D professional, the organization that you have worked with, and your journey in the L&D space so far. Sure. So <clears throat> L&D has definitely been um, a hike, uh, a marathon, um, a long swim. It's like a triathlon, always going uphill. And so my background, um, you know, I started off as a clinician working in cardiology and cardiac rehab and went into the pharmaceutical sales space, med device sales space. And because of my healthcare background, I was really good at teaching and I'm teaching others about the body um, when they didn't have a healthcare background. And over time that evolved to going from pretty large, well-established medical device companies into smaller startups where they hired me first to build out sales training. And then they also needed somebody to help with learning and development. So my path has been really kind of unique in how I've landed in learning and development. I still have a, a huge passion for sales training and sales development, but now um, I'm also more broadly involved with employee, employee development, their growth, leadership development, executive presence and coaching. And I also enjoy that. So, um, you know, it's just dealing with people and personalities and you either like that or you don't, but that's part of what makes it a marathon, a hike, a swim, yeah. all of those things is because every personality is unique. Wow. I think so. There's a lot that people uh, will learn from you in this episode since you come with a lot of experience, because what I believe is it's more to do with people rather than the companies that we work for. So companies are made with people, right? So until now, unless we are growing, companies will not. So let's, let's make sure that we have that. Okay, let's warm you up for the episode. Uh, so we usually have to have this rapid fire at the end of these uh, episodes, but we wanted that let let's just try and experiment that what what is that one thing that comes to your mind? Let's talk about that. What's the craziest dare you have ever took? 
Um, I think uh, jumping into the uh, Antarctic Ocean off of a boat um, surrounded by penguins and um, whales. Um, <clears throat> and I was tied um, so that when I jumped in, somebody could pull me back because that's how fast the waters were moving. Um, so, yeah, it was a polar plunge in Antarctica. It's probably the biggest dare I have ever done. Oh, I can just imagine that. And it, this sounds really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you have got an amazing experience as well. Yes, I have a lot of photos to document the experience. So. Oh, oh, awesome. I think so. We'll, I'll, I'll personally love to see that because that kind of dare, I'm sure I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. That, that's how you are uh, L&D leader, right? <laughs> you know how to make people learn, do stuff, which they don't even think of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Coming to the second point, uh, what has been on your to-do list the longest? Oh, probably finishing my doctoral dissertation. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm working on research on women and influence in the workplace. and. Um, if anybody has done their PhD, they know that it can be a years long process. And so I can't wait until that's permanently deleted off of the to-do list. It's on my mind every single day. Oh, at least I, I hope that comes to an end soon. <laughs> Me okay. too. <laughs> okay. What's the craziest thing that you have ever done? I mean, outside of jumping into freezing cold water um, in Antarctica, I think um, probably another crazy thing that I've done is um, skydiving. I've been skydiving several times um, and um, bungee jumping, which most people don't do either. I'm a thrill seeker. So that, that, and I did it at a, I bungee jumped in a parking lot in Florida and where most people don't <laughs> bungee jump. So a little, cra little crazy. Um, can't say I'm happy I did that, but I did do it. So <laughs> I can sense some relativeness here because these are some of the crazy things even I love to do. But definitely, I think so. That would be a kid spot if I'm not wrong, where you bungee jumped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think so. That's how you should have a crazy child in you to run around all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming to the last question of this rapid fire round, what have uh, you been excited about this week? <clears throat> um, you know, I'm headed to a conference next week uh, with a bunch of learning and development professionals that I'm really excited. And so this week, it's really working on a couple of talks that I'm conducting. And um, it's always really great to meet with different peers from other organizations and even other industries where a lot of our L&D challenges are the same, but they're also a little bit different. And so you pick up a lot of unique and cool ideas and approaches to how to do things differently. Oh, nice. All the very best for that conference. But I thought that you'll say about this episode, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I am, oh, let me, I am very excited about this episode. <laughs> I take that. <laughs> okay. Coming to the main questions around what we wanted to discuss today. Uh, let's talk more about your story of becoming an LED leader. What made you uh, decide that this is what you wanted to do? 
<clears throat> so um, the analogy I always use with my team and talking about it is like an eight lane highway, like sales training to me felt like a two lane highway. Like you're only changing lanes a little bit and it's, you know, it can be a little bit of the same, but in learning and development, you are, you can drive down any lane of an eight lane highway and have a totally different day. You could be on the onboarding highway, leadership development highway, mentoring highway, um, you know, talking about innovation highway, storytelling, um, even compliance. So every day is a different day, but the, the concepts and the focus of what you're trying to do is the same. You're trying to establish a learning culture. You're trying to develop your employees and allow them to grow and to connect with them. But as an L&D leader, I, can, I get to do that driving a, a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, I always say like, sometimes you have speed bumps, sometimes the road is in really bad condition, you know, sometimes you are swerving to avoid something else, but <clears throat> you always get to go from point A to point B. And hopefully you've taken a lot of other people with you on that journey and you've improved their career and grown them as a person. And, and so that I really thrive in that environment. I think it's pretty exciting. In fact, that, that's what life is all about. Until unless there's a twist of adventure, we can't really grow, right? <laughs> and I really love the way your quote says, work hard and be nice to people because people ideally support each other while we grow together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Next question. A lot of times uh, we have seen that employees don't understand that personal growth is always linked to the professional growth. What are your thoughts on this? You know, people always say like, I'm different at work than I am at home. And you are, you know, you don't show up to work with bedhead in your pajamas most of the time. Now, now with the pandemic, some of us are still coming to work in our pajamas um, and maybe with a little bedhead. But I think, you know, you, you are two different people, but a lot of, of how what you believe and how you act and what's important to you from like an ethos, more morality, like how you want to live your life is very similar. So in general, most of us want to grow. We want to be better at our jobs and we want to be better in our personal lives. Like this is why we, there's so much, you know, tools and things out there with how to be more organized, how to finish projects, you know, how to reading books, all of that. So, you know, I think that <clears throat> while we may behave differently personally and professionally, what's up here and what we grow in our brain and, and grow in how we think and approach people and build relationships and all of that goes between both both our work life and our and our personal life. I also think that, you know, every moment is a learning opportunity even walking around the grocery store and watching how people interact is a, is a moment to understand how people think, listen, communicate and all of that. And you can do the same thing at work. Um, you know, I learned a lot about leadership development just by watching people in meetings talk to each other. So I think that they both can be very much connected. Um, <clears throat> and it's really what you take from that to to change and and then the other key piece of that is having a, a good amount of self-awareness and knowing what you're good at what you're not good at what how your behaviors are interpreted and what are the things that you need to do differently in order to to move ahead and to grow your skills yep 
I think so that that's one of the greatest lesson if someone can learn learn from what's happening around you that one of the artists used to say that uh, whatever you paint today is the vision that you see uh, while you are roaming around and until unless you learn that then you won't be able to grow as an artist as well an artist is more uh, of like a futuristic approach to what you are seeing today that's what uh, i have been following throughout my career as well but i think so great insight uh, do you have any story in your mind uh, that you think you would like to share with our listeners where a great leader was evolved by learning at work yeah i can think of a few but and i and i'll put them in the bucket of watching people really evolve their emotional intelligence and their ability to connect with people and um you know you'll say that there's don't cry at work there's no emotions at work and you know at times that may be true but i think actually appreciating that we're all humans and appreciating that we all have emotions and that we all feel a certain way <clears throat> actually allows leaders to grow and to be better <clears throat> and so along those lines it's it's appreciating that people don't think the same way that you do and they don't feel the same way that you do about certain things like i i i always kind of use the analogy of like some people are really 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 crazy about um their cars if you have one somebody can have it be filthy dirty they don't care it just gets them from a to b and then you'll meet somebody who takes their car to the wash 3 days a week and it's spotless and all of that but if you don't validate that both are our solid methods of transportation <laughs> you know like you're you're saying that the other person is less than you because they don't keep your car their car as clean and i think you know i've watched some leaders really evolve where they finally get to see like just because their car isn't as clean as mine doesn't mean that they're any less of a person and they're not you know not to be respected and all that and in fact i should think about why they think that way and how it could teach me something different. So just using the little car analogy I think is a great example of of how leaders can really evolve. If we think that there's only one way to do something and that everybody needs to think the same way that we do and respond with the same type of passion about a clean car versus a dirty car, like we're missing out on the opportunity to grow. So I, I think even as general employees trying to grow and understand, it's realizing like you are you and you are only you. And there are very few people in the world who even think remotely like you. In fact, there's nobody in the world that thinks remotely like you. Um, and, you know, you've got to learn to understand and appreciate everybody around you and appreciate their point of view, their feelings, and the kind of car they drive, whether it's spotless or dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What do you think um, while we talk about leadership growth and um, people evolving from the peers that you have what do you think uh, technology how can technology play an important role while we uh, learn from these there are concepts around digital transformation digital adoption software adoption there are people who talk about learning in the flow of work what what do you think about that and how uh, people should interlink the technology learning in their day to day lives as well I think I think number 1 is realizing that we are just by even googling something or looking up something on Wikipedia we are learning. 
And so there's a lot of functions that we do that are that are learning. I think tele technology is critical. Um, <clears throat> I'm reaching this phase in my life where I'm like not up to speed on all the newest things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is that? And then I'll encounter somebody who has never heard of Venmo or PayPal. And I'm like, wait, like what, who, what? And so I'm in this weird spot where I really, really, really appreciate technology and also recognize there's a lot I don't know and understand. And also recognize that there's a lot of people who, who actually don't know and aren't familiar with it. So I think the first thing is realizing that anytime we're on our computers, we have an internet browser open and most of us have multiple tabs open in each, in each one of those tabs, we're learning something and we're, we're doing something. Um, whether we're in our company systems or we're in our personal email, or we just have like, you know, CNN news or something like that on the tab, we are, we are learning as we are doing. I think technology needs to be embraced with open arms. Technology can help us do our jobs a lot easier. Um, you know, I'm always looking for efficiencies and ways to navigate things a lot better. I want to get away from doing manual things. Manual spreadsheets can be a safety net for us because we feel like we can do it really, really well. And we very rarely spend the time thinking about how to automate when that could literally save us hours if we took the time. So sometimes you have to invest the time to find the efficiencies and that all happens in, in the flow um, of work. I also think that um, going back to that Googling concept, like if there's something you've never heard of, like you should look it up right away and read about it. I mean, that that's how I am. I mean, if something's on the news or whatever, I'm like when chat BT came up as a big topic, I was like, what is that? I'm fascinated. And now, you know, you can talk to it. You can, it can create a resume for you. It can do all of these things that I learned in literally a minute of Googling. So I think um, it's really important to embrace the technology that's in front of us. It's really important to learn about other technology. I think it's important too, to think about what are we doing right now? Like if you're, you're doing your bills and you're paying your bills, like, is there a way that you could automate that? Have you ever thought about Googling? Like what's an easier way to do my bills? And you know, you'll find all sorts of things. No, so <laughs> it's the learner thinking mindset of always trying to find a way to make things easier for you that I think really drives learning in your day to day. I think so. That's that's why these concepts are there to make sure that things are easier for the end users as well. That's what they claim. But yeah, I think so. That's how we are also learning and we are also evolving. Okay. The... Last question of this episode. What do you feel employees should contribute to an uh, employee's uh, personal growth? How can companies actually do that? Well, <clears throat> I think the first thing I'll say is that an employee is responsible for their career growth. They shouldn't be looking to their company to say, you should do all of this for me, company. So I think an employee needs to find the time to understand what resources are available to them because every company is different. Every company has different programs and tools and all of that. So I think the employee needs to be driven enough to not have it handed to them in a box, but to go out, ask questions, engage, learn more. Um, you know, there's a very interesting stat that about 64% of employees 
are not aware of their learning and development teams, nor the programs that are provided, despite emails, company internet postings, how many times they're communicated with. And for that's for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And But to automatically say my company doesn't have anything, especially if it's of a certain size, is wrong. Even if the company only had 10 people in it, there's ways for you to develop yourself, which is having interviews and meeting with other employees and understanding where they came in their career, what tips and tricks they have for you. So career growth starts with yourself. And then it's taking advantage, understanding the programs that are available to you and trying to take advantage of them as much as possible. And if your company has no programs or nothing, there's so much to be gained by gaining feedback from others on how you work and how you perform, getting feedback, understanding what kind of feedback that other person has in their had received in their career. You know, for me, I'm a very direct and to the point communicator, and I received a lot of feedback about that that I share openly with others to help them understand like this is this is what it means to kind of change your style and adapt to who you're talking to, which is really critical if you want to move up in a company. So, you know, if I go back to my eight lane highway, every employee's driving their car and you decide what lane you're going to go on and you have the power to speed up and slow down and change lanes and do all of those things. And you don't need to wait for your company to give you something in order Mm -hmm. to do that. Wow. What a great example. I think so. People should listen to this. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, Kerry, first of all, because this entire episode was so much filled with uh, real life uh, things that we all go through. And uh, one of the major things that I've seen is that people usually tend to forget that we we don't, we shouldn't be dependent on others. We should highly be dependent on ourselves because we are the ones who have to get these things sorted. So uh, what a fantastic episode. I'm sure there's a lot that our listeners would love uh, in this particular episode, plus the the five techniques, uh, I'll say. The questions were around the different things that people can learn in their workplace culture and how beautifully you told uh, the story of uh, the the, how you are driving your car, how you're maintaining that car. It's just a one real life example. I think so everyone, any geography that we are in, we will be able to relate to that as well. So great uh, insights, uh, Kerry. Thanks a lot uh, again for coming on the show. As a parting thoughts, would love to know, Kerry, uh, what what is your personal motto to success? Um, well, besides what's on my wall behind me, which is work hard and um, be nice to people, um, <laughs> you know, I think that um, you know, I always want to leave people with a good impression as much as I can. And um, I always want to learn from everybody I communicate with. And if you go go through life with that mindset, you will continually become a better person and a more understanding person. Oh, amazing. I think so that's a personal learning or you can say that a professional learning in your personal growth. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, definitely. So, Kerry, if our listeners would like to reach out to you, how they can do that? Sure, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I should be pretty easy to find. Um, you can message me there. I'm always happy to connect and network. Okay, amazing. 
So thanks a lot, Kerry, once again. Uh, thank you, uh, our listeners, for this amazing episode. Thank you so much for all the love that you have shared with us, for the reviews that you have given to us. Stay tuned for more such episodes with a lot of L&D digital transformation leaders and digital adoption leaders who have actually be, be, make the change in the world of L&D. So stay tuned for more such episodes. Bye. Thank you.